Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to the Fearlessly Parenting Podcast. Today I'm with Dr. Shiraz Shumasian. Uh, Dr. Shumasian is the founder of the Shumasian Academic Consulting and is one of the world's foremost experts on medical school admissions, college admissions, and graduate school admissions. For nearly 20 years, he and his team have helped thousands of students get into medical school and top colleges using his systematic and proprietary approach. Dr. Shamasian's admission expertise has been featured in various media outlets, including the Washington Post and Business Insider. Moreover, he has been invited to speak at Yale, Stanford, UC Berkeley, and many other prestigious institutions about various aspects of the admissions process. So without any further ado, here's the good doctor himself. Hey, Doc, welcome to the Fearless Parenting Podcast. Glad to have you on board here today. Likewise, glad to be here, Stan. Thank you. You know, uh, I've had other people on to talk about college admissions and things of that nature, but you have really picked out a specific niche, not only just colleges, but also med school. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I also understand that you had a Tourette syndrome. Uh, and so tell us about yourself, how you overcame this and how you have arrived at this point in your life. Sure. Yeah. So it, it, it really starts way back in the day. You know, my parents immigrated to the United States from Lebanon and they left a war over there. There was a civil war in Lebanon in the in the 70s and, and way past that as well. But so when they came here, you know, they did it through education. My dad was able to secure a position in a master's program outside of St. Louis, where they were for two years before moving to L.A., and so literally education for my parents was a ticket to, you know, security and a little bit of prosperity, mm-hmm. right? Doing better here than what they had uh, back in their home country at the time. And so they preached education to my brother and me. Uh, we, we sort of, we never questioned, you know, after high school, would we go to college? We didn't do any of that. They also gave us what I call the immigrant menu. Every kid gets this, you know, you're going to be a doctor, a dentist, an engineer, a lawyer. And so my my brother and I were focused on becoming physicians. We like science. We like helping people. And so, but it got a little bit tricky, Stan, because we got to high school and we're ready to apply to these colleges. I'm like, all right, mom, dad, you've been talking about this my whole life. And now it's time to apply. What do I got to do? And they said, we didn't go to school here figure it out. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so it felt a little bit like, uh, you know, we got it like, you know, musical chairs almost like there wasn't a chair for you at the end. Oh, I was like, yes, yes. And so, you know, my brother and I, we learned everything we could um, for the admissions process. And I got, you know, I really nerded out about this stuff. And I started reading a bunch of books about how to write these college essays and how to research schools and so on and so forth. And so I had, you know, my own success with the college admissions process, and I ended up graduating from Cornell. And, you know, when I 
was going through college and getting all these scholarships and so on and so forth, there were a lot of people who were asking me for help too. And there was, I, I was recognizing that, okay, there are a lot of people with aspirations, but who have no roadmap on how to get there. And so I started helping people and I was enjoying it and they were having success and I was able to get enough scholarships to graduate debt free and people were asking for help and I was giving them help. And same thing throughout college where I was learning everything I could to go into medical school. Interestingly, I ended up doing my PhD in clinical psychology rather than going to medicine. But along the way, I was helping people and, you know, for years beyond that. And now I do this work full time specializing in this. And, you know, how did I get into it? It was more so out of necessity, uh, you know, for my own sake, right? I had to learn how to do it for my own success. And, but as I was helping other people and they were enjoying their acceptances as I had, and I was developing more and more of a, a passion for it, and I was getting more interest, it, it dawned on me, you know, that there's tremendous value in this, but Absolutely. also, you know, in, medical school is different than college admissions stand with college admissions most people who want to go to college they apply places and it's really a question of where will i go to school not if mm -hmm. i will go to college right and for medical school it's completely different because most people don't get in and so there's a question really? of if you want to do this career you have to get in it's not a question of where i will go it's a question of if i will go and i was realizing that okay you know, my work is very important because without it, some people might not be able to pursue their dream education yes. and dream career. They have to make a complete 180. And and that's where, you know, that's where my, you know, love has been um, for a long, long time, helping people, you know, pursue what they really want to pursue and help the people that they want to help because there are so many obstacles in our way for pursuing our dream education and career. And I want to be a part of removing that for some of our students so that they can enjoy the success and help the communities that they want to serve. Hey, Doc, it, it sounds like to me, you know, your parents uh, put you out in front of the school of hard knocks and uh, you you walked right through the door, found out what you needed to do, and then you turn around and helped other people hmm. so that they could move forward with their dream. And um, I, I love that. And parents, I, I hope that you're paying attention here. We're going to have links to the Good Doctors website where you'll be able to go click on the link and find out more about what it is that he does and how he can help your child, your preteen, your teen, not only get into college, but if they have aspirations of going into medical school, how they can do that and how they can be successful because you just heard him. When it comes to medical school, not everybody gets in. You mm -hmm. have to prepare ahead of time. So uh, I, I I love that. So tell me, Doc, uh, when should students and parents start the preparation process for medical school or college? Let's just start college first mm -hmm. and, and move toward medical school. Yeah. So preparations for college, you know, Stan, it's it's gotten harder and harder. Um, you know, certainly from when I applied and absolutely from when you applied and, you know, it's become more competitive with these schools having lower and lower acceptance rates, but also higher and higher expectations. And so I advise students, you know, who are serious about going to a great school to get started in ninth grade, um, you know, even the summer before ninth grade and start thinking through, you know, what are some of the 
experiences that they're really interested in uh, outside of the classroom, how they can show uh, an increasing impact in their community, right? And how to have really authentic sort of experiences working with diverse populations, whether it's through, you know, education or healthcare or working in policy or whatever the case might be. Um, you know, we ask two questions to our students when they're very young. Okay. I ask them, what populations do you want to serve and what problems do you want to solve? Because otherwise, mm -hmm. what ends up happening, Stan, is um, these kids look around at their high school and they say, oh, there's this club, that thing. I know someone who did this thing. And they, they just sort of gravitate towards things that they think they have to do without any clarity on what it is that they're trying to achieve. And so they're just kind of blowing in the wind. You know, right. Just wherever, like a wind bang, wherever the wind blows up, yep. that's kind of where that's where I'm going to go. They're pointing at. Yeah. Unfortunately, at the end of high school, you know, they have a what I call a randomly well-rounded profile. So they've done a lot of things, <laughs> but there's no real direction. And so I always encourage students to get very serious about the subjects they want to focus on. And also those two questions that I asked earlier. Now, sometimes people get in touch with me, you know, even earlier. Um, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever. Ideal? So that's, it's a good question. So from the college admission standpoint, what they do then technically doesn't matter. You know, they're not being evaluated for elementary or junior high performance. However, we know that habits don't spring overnight, right? You got that right, doc. So, right. <laughs> and that's true in everything in life. So I think that parents who are listening to this much when, when they have kids that are younger than high school, Focus on habits, you know, going deep on things that you're really interested in, getting your homework done, you know, every night, pushing yourself, even when there is no one watching. Those are the habits that I think pay dividends, not just for college admissions, but also in life. We all know if I, you know, one day wake up and say, oh, I want to lose weight. I'm going to change my eating habits completely. That stuff doesn't, you don't do that cold turkey. You know, we all not know that. And so that's the same thing with work habits in school and career. I even had a, um, you know, funny story a couple of days ago. There was someone who emailed me and said that they want to help their future child get into Harvard. This was a child who is not yet born. I was like, <laughs> all right, now I'm out of advice. Um, you know, I'm not given uh, pregnancy advice or anything like that. But um, so I think that's a little too young. Uh, but jokes aside, I think, you know, setting the right habits for kids who are in middle school and a little bit before then, because once they enter high school, it's not like they're going to snap out of any bad habits overnight, right? So we want to instill these things early. Well, this brings us to the end of this particular interview. Moms, dads, guardians, please, please check out the podcast description. In the podcast description, you're going to find links to my guest host website, the services that they provide. And if they have a book, you're also going to find a link to that book in the podcast description, as well as complimentary parental resources that you can use today to help you become the best parent that you can be. So I want to challenge you like I always do to go for a fearlessly parent. God bless. <laughs>